Listen and stream the only talk radio, Freedom 106.5, for the only talk that matter. Good morning and welcome to Freedom 106.5 FM, where you speak your mind. It's just about four minutes after 10. Carrie V and your company going all the way to 12 noon, and we're going to jump straight into agribusiness innovation with Jody White. Jody, morning. Carrie, <laughs> morning, morning. What's Trinidad up? How are you doing? You good? How things? Can't complain we here, man. Nice Today we're actually point. going to have a discussion with the TTMA. Mm. And with us, we have Mr. Rudy Rampasad, who is a director of TTMA. Mm-hmm. Um, Rudy is actually also a member of the Rams Logistics team. Um, but last day, he became a director on TTMA. So he's going to share with us the role of the TTMA and how they have been facilitating the growth of agribusiness and agri-innovation in Trinidad and Tobago. Mm. So, Rudy, thank you for coming Welcome, Rudy. Us. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, good morning, everyone. And first of all, thank you guys for having me. I'm very grateful for having us and I come with TTMA on this. So, thank you guys very much for this opportunity. Yes, not a problem. That's excellent. So, Rudy, I, I kind of wanted to know, for, for, for those in Trinidad who don't know what TTMA is, what is the TTMA? So, you know, the TTMA is an association, right, that was created in, in 1956, right? And it, its main aim was to promote and help encourage and assist and develop in terms of manufacturers in the industry of Fernanda Tobago, right? So it acts like a, a representative for the industry to help deal with, like, government agencies, help monitoring for legislation, help promoting, you know, effective decision-making through the government policies, for manufacturers and also kind of divest and educate manufacturers on on the industry and new new ideas and information of the industry. And it's its biggest part of that is how do we expand uh, regionally and internationally through manufacturing in terms of getting our products out into the world. So uh, uh, from the TTMA's perspective, you have a chunk of the membership are actually people involved in agribusiness and agri-manufacturers. Yes, yes. Uh, a big part of that is uh, agribusiness guys who do both agri- agri- agriculture, then you have guys who do processing on the processing side, and then the guys who take that and manage it to the final end product that we have that you know we see on the market. So Rudy, from, from your perspective, and I mean, I know you wear different hats. You wear the hats from logistics side and you wear the hat from the manufacturer side. What have you been seeing in the marketplace when it comes to people involved in agriculture? Are you seeing it growing at all? So, you know, I think overall, we, we have seen a push to get more people involved in agriculture, right? I think, uh, you know, Trina, we, are, we, are, we have been generally a net importer of food and food items, right? Uh, so it's really been a push, not just by the government, but by the agencies, the bodies around, to help develop and, and grow those in these industries. Um, you know, we do see some challenges in the industry. You know, it's still, you know, a lot of uh, what we call it millennials and the guys now coming up, they still see it as a very laborious industry. You know, one that, you know, is labor intensive, you know, where they see it's a lot more hard work versus rewards. But, you know, I think over time, I think that that is where we have to have that culture change. That where we see this industry as one, where we can promote, we have a, uh, you, you know, you can have a good living uh, life out of this. But also, there needs to be some injections in terms of like, you know, in innovation and technology in the industry also to help get us to, to that stage. So, I mean, I'm a member of TTMA, but who should? be a member of TTM. If I'm an agro-processor, I, I'm involved in processing something. At what point in time or what stage am I entitled to actually become a member? So, you know, quite, quite frankly, you know, you could, from the time you register a business and you understand the industry you're entering, at that point in time, you could get, uh, you know, register with TTM. Because what TTM will help you also to is through that process, you know, understanding your business, you know, helping you understand, you know, what are the incentives or the fiscal policies that are already in place for agriculture. They can help educate in terms of that part, you know, provide, you know, information on those those incentives, those duty release for importation of maybe, for example, like tractors and different equipment for industry. You know, it also helps promote you and connect you to the right people 
to help develop your product, maybe understanding what the type of packaging you, you want for your product, what might be the best type of labeling for your product, you know, how do we enter a market, you know, help you with the stipulations, the regulations of entering a new market, you know. So I, for me, I will advise, you know, from the time that you, you understand that the business that you want to get into, you know, get with TTMA, get registered, you know, and then there's a whole system set up there where they can help promote all that, you know, help educate, help you understand each industry that you want, like each country probably you want to get into, you know, and help build out that plan for you. So TTMA is not a government organization. It's an independent organization. That's correct. That's correct. So, you know, TTMA itself, what I'm a TTMA was, was formed in, uh, created, well, in 1956. Eight, you know, visionary businessmen at that time who were industrial manufacturers came together and, you know, they formed what we call it today the TTMA, Trinidad Tobago Manufacturing Association, you know. They just, they wanted to get a body that comes together, as a unified body that, you know, one, who can help promote, you know, uh, and build manufacturing in the in, in industry back then, right? And in 1956, around that time, the government created what we call the Development Corporation, uh, the Industry Development Corporation, which was through a government agency then, at that time, to help promote manufacturing and, you know, and, and bring, uh, you know, incentives and understand the manufacturing industry back then and, and create it to what it was today. It is today. So to join the TTMA, right, there is obviously a cost because we as manufacturers have to contribute something to help run this association. Um, for people who would say, listen, I, I don't know if spending that money is justified. I mean, you know, Trinidadians, we like to say, we want to spend money on nothing. Where's the real reason? Yeah. You're saying that you give us representation as agro-processors, representation in different sectors. So is it that you guys have meetings with, say, people in authority to say, listen, all members would like to see this happen. Is that what happens? That, that's pretty much correct. So, you know, uh, you know, and we have in our regular meetings also to with different bodies, you know, there's uh, different committees that we will through the Ministry of Trade, you know, Invest TT, uh, Export TT, you know, the different bodies around. That, you know, we help sit and, you know, we help kind of understand, okay, what are the challenges, you know, these guys are facing, you know, help help with those challenges, understanding what we can put together to, you know, work together through both government policies, but also through a unified industry coming together and understanding what we could do more for each other. And then there's a area in terms of how we guide and understand each other, each business, and how we move that forward. So, you know, we've been having a lot of problems with the industry. Um, and I would consider meat processors as, uh, you know, agribusiness manufacturers. And so if we got together and said, listen, we got members from a wide range of processors who have animals who do processing into, into, into meats. And we come to you and say, listen, we have a serious problem with perennial larceny, which is something that we keep seeing over and over and over. You can help possibly facilitate us getting meetings and getting an air with the right people to say, listen, this problem is relevant in case you all are not aware and we need further attention into it. That's what the TTME can help facilitate. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, so yes, and, and that can become part of what we do in terms of the meat processors. Because I thought, so, and, and we have done something similar in sense through the TTME and with a few companies in terms of, you know, with cracking down on the illegal trade off, you know, uh, illegal cigarettes and different types of things, uh, tobacco coming into the country. And I think, you know, through similar setups in terms of regular meetings with industry, understanding the challenges, understanding the resources that are available through the different bodies or accessing the different agencies, may not just be for, you know, uh, police officers, but, you know, different parts of those agencies to come together and understand how we can get something going. So, yes, yes, certainly. So for people who are listening, I mean, when it comes to manufacturers, if, if you're a pepper sauce manufacturer, you are a manufacturer. If you manufacture a line of sauces, you are a manufacturer. And what happens for me personally is that a lot of the agencies communicate with us, the manufacturers, through the TTME. So if there is a call for some sort of an ingredient or somebody wants to import it, 
there is usually a call and all members get an get a contact by email or something saying listen a company wants to import you know bottles of ketchup and there is some protectionist measure but they're asking for an exemption if you are a manufacturer of this product to this specification then please get on to us so that we can help facilitate the trade of you with that company. So the TTME acts as an intermediary um, between agencies. The other thing that happens is that for me personally, when there are grants that come out, usually the TTME has, a, has a, I want to say it's a service where they help to accumulate this information and disseminate it around the members so that just in case you aren't aware, they package it in a format that is a lot easier to digest and a lot, con a lot more convenient. Because I know a lot of us are busy and it's right. kind of hard to actually read all these things. TTME tends to summarize it. And to be honest, sometimes I get WhatsApps from, from, from the manager saying, listen, just in case you see this email, look at right. here. So you know, it, it is very, very, very important. Another thing that I, I know Rudy, that you all have been doing is that the TIC every single year. Okay. So, you know, and, and, and this year again, you know, TIC is uh, July 20th to 22nd at the Center of Excellence this year, right? And like, you know, with TIC, and the nice thing about TIC, it allows both the guys locally also to have, you know, interactions and understand, you know, who are also the players regionally and internationally, right? At TIC, you know, we help connect both local and international partners come together, understanding what kind of fit that could be for each other, you know, and kind of connecting those people together. But it also helps showcase your product to international market at TIC, right? Uh, you know, we have, uh, last year, we had a, a tremendous turnout at TIC. And uh, again, this year, we're looking forward to even having a bigger turnout. But a big part of that is our international, our regional and international partners who come in, right? Through our different trade shows, our trade missions. A lot of those people come back in at TIC, and so it's a it's a really good opportunity to just you know just our products, but our services also, and then understand how we can connect each other to enter new markets outside of China. But but Rudy, um, let me let me let me not, not not to cut you across because um someone sent a message here on WhatsApp and they wanted to know what is TIC and how how can they attend? Sure. So it's a trade industry convention. It's like the TTMA flagship. Uh, conference for the year, so it's a it's a, it's a conference that we put on at uh, Center of Excellence this year, uh, where a number of manufacturers, uh, people in the service industry around manufacturing, you know, we have a display. So guys come on, they they put on uh, in their booth have displays of their products or their services, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and then they also have through that we have a number of. Uh, seminars to help educate personnel, you know, around the industry, what is going on in the industry currently, you know, if there's any incentives or any new uh, policies that they can benefit or grants that they can benefit mm. from, you know, or what are the new things that will affect them in the coming years, you know, or years. Mm. And then it also helps connect individuals with markets for buyers uh, and vice versa. Mm. So normally, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's three days and then guys will come in I, on the last day, January is open to the public. Anybody can come. Oh. But you can go also register online. Uh, once you register online, there's full instructions throughout it. Very simple process. Hmm. And then, yeah, yeah pretty and, much an easy process there. And how can they register online? What are they looking for? Just go on to the TTME website, mm -hmm. and there's a link across on the website that will come up, and you click that link, I and it'll carry it. All right. Guys, don't forget you can call us 627-3223-625-2257. You can even send me a WhatsApp message on 306-1065. It's Agribusiness Innovation with Jody White. And we're having a very interesting and informative conversation here. No? You know what it is with TTM, with, with TTM and TIC, Carrie, is that for me as a, as a processor, I, I've, I've attended TIC every year and we've had booths. And it allowed us to interact, one, with the general public here in Trinidad, mm. but two, it allowed us to interact with possible suppliers. Yeah. So if you are a supplier, they would usually have people from other countries who have packaging services or, mm. or other processing services that you could meet, yeah. you know? So and it's more or less like a network. It's, it's a big network. In event, yeah. Yeah. And it's a network, but it also it's a network of interrelated services. Right, that right, right. 
But you know, sometimes, and I've seen that we have fantastic quality products in front of that, right? Mm. And it's sometimes you're just looking for a little edge, you know, maybe it's a, a new type of labeling or how I package this, you know, maybe how I want up my shape of my boss might be a little different for my proposal. Just something that we want that can make our products stand up, yeah. you know. Yeah, kind of bring so you, you could go there and you could even get ideas as well, yeah. or you could get some advice as well. Local guys also who do labeling, mm. packaging, different types of things. And I mean, last year was a, a really nice session where you know a lot of guys came together. They kind of give what the challenges are, and a few of the guys on the panel kind of understand. Okay, well, you know, maybe we can look at doing different colorings on our, our, our labels mm. or the wording that we use, the font, you know. Simple little things that sometimes we may bypass, but it makes a big difference in how we get all put yeah. out. Wow. Wow. And you know, the thing is, for a small business, Akari, when I was kind of coming up, it wasn't easy for me to book a booth, fill a booth with everything. So yeah. what I did was a bunch of us agro-processors got together. It was a group of six of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did stuff with sweet potatoes and cassava. There was somebody who did maruga hill rice. Mm. There was habanero pepper sauce. Um, there was market movers, um, a cocoa company, two cocoa companies. So we got together and we formed a group called Eat. Oh. And we rented a booth together and we shared the space and we shared the work on the day. Because mm. we don't have a large amount of staff usually. So, you know, one person would stay in the booth and then we, you know, we swap out. So for those of mm. you listening who are processors and they say, listen, it's a little bit too much for me to chew. You can't kind of get together and present your products with a group of people as one united front. You get customers coming in, you get people tasting it. Hey, where I could find this happening? Mm-hmm. It is really a nice networking event and it's very professionally put together. Yeah. You know, when you go to other shows in other countries and you see the quality of the show that TTME puts on it, it's a world class show. And even if you just have an idea for processing or an idea for an agricultural product and you don't have a business yet, just attend and go and see. Yeah. See what people are doing. Perfect. Talk to people and get ideas. Wow. Yeah, just you know, just, just show up at the day. And again, I mean there's over a crazy number of boots on this thing. Just walk around, you know, introduce yourself, network. I feel on to go. <laughs> I feel on to go. <laughs> and it's like a family event to work yeah. because you go there, like every year we see Vemco there. Mm. And they'll have samples for the kids. RHS is usually there every year mm. making, you know, RHS is a big agro-processor. They'll have something with Tamron sauce and you get wow. samples, you get the tea. You get so much. It's a nice family event as well as business but it's yeah. family at the same no, time but, but in addition to that Jody in, a, in addition to that you could even go there and see you're not even thinking that hey you know what I want to have a business I want to do something you could probably just go there and when you walk back out you don't know hey I want to do this with this person and that person it could even spark something new in your mind because look, I, I don't know anything much about agribusiness, but all you're talking there and I just say, but hey, I feel I could be I, I feel I could be one all yeah. Wait all good. You're gonna see a lot of new products that a lot of local products and you look at it and you look at it and then so there was uh, these guys were doing some chocolates and I was like, Wait no, I didn't know we we're doing this in this way in terms of all the packaging, the taste, the quality, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of new products also that you can find there, and you see people doing that of a quality that you know you yourself you probably just to go and understand what is also available. Yeah, wow, wow. That's nice. Guys, don't forget you can call us 627-3223-625-2257. Or you can send me a message on WhatsApp 306-1065. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be discussing more. So keep it locked to Freedom 106.5 FM, where you speak your mind. Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com. Welcome back. This is Freedom 106.5 FM where you speak your mind just about 25 minutes after 10. And you are in Agribusiness Innovation with Jody White. Welcome back, guys. Thanks so much. So, Rudy, one of the questions I want to ask is, what are you seeing in terms of innovation in, in the agri space in Trinidad? Are you seeing it evolving and growing? Is that interest in it coming up? So, yes, and I think yes, Julie. And I'll start off with one example, you know, recently. So, you know, as part of it, you know, 
We've seen a decline. NASA, one of our members of TTM, we have seen a decline in dairy production locally, right? And so, you know, over the last uh, year or so, you know, they've been working with a few farmers want to help better the, the industry in terms of understanding industry. So what they've done is they've been working with a few farmers to understand how do we make happier cows? How do we have happier cows? Because happier cows produce more milk, more dairy, right? You know, in terms of creating the right environment, understanding the right nutrition uh, to be fed to the cows, you know, creating the right environment that these cows are satisfied in the sense that, uh, you know, they produce more, but it's a sustainable development. And also how do we minimize CO2, right? Because climate change is also going to affect us, right? So we've seen that come out from Nestle, and we've seen a few of that also moving to the industry, right? In terms of, you know, the government, there's a new agri-processing facility in Maruka down there, you know, you know with the with peppers and different products down there. So we've seen that, but I, I do think there's still a big space for us to innovate in, you know, in terms of, you know, understanding technologies in the industry still, I think, you know, in understanding, you know, how do we create the right environment for, for production in terms of how do we produce more yield in a smaller space, right? In terms of, you know, do, in, we've seen on you guys a lot of technology in terms of vertical man, uh, agriculture, you know, in terms of uh, how we add technology in the industry, understanding, you know, acidity, humidity, temperature controls, you know, how do we, how do we innovate in that sector also? I think we, we have a little way to go still in Trinidad, but I, we are seeing things happening. And I, I think as you keep up, you're seeing things happening. And once we keep that going, that momentum will build on as we go forward. Do you think we have the human expertise to really innovate and, and bring new products to, to, to the forefront? Julia, I'm going to point the finger at you on board. Yes, yes, you guys are right here, right? No, if it's one thing that Trinidad has, great, we have really great human capital, both talent, resource, and capability. There's, there's, there's nothing short of that in Trinidad today, nothing short of that. I do think that they need encouragement, they need the right framework to come to build and grow in that. And then, you know, for me also, sometimes we may not know something right away. You know, get some consultants into somebody in to come and help. But the moment that Trinidad and Tobago understand that, they pick up and grow again and grow from that, right? But the idea is that I think at, at this time, there has to be a, a partnership of learning both sides. You know, there are things that we are not going to know just yet, but there are things that we're going to learn very well, very quickly. So how do we partner also to help get that so we could reduce that scale or that, that scale of our growth curve, you know, our learning curve? How do we minimize that to get, you know, that technology and innovation out quicker? Rudy, you, you're a man you've been to, I can't even say how many countries you've been to, because I know you, you're around so much. What are the advantages, would you say, that that manufacturers and agro-processors have by setting up business in Trinidad? The first thing I would say is that, you know, through TTM and the government, they, they have very good policies and incentives for manufacturers in Trinidad and Tobago. There's protection also for manufacturers in the Caribbean, and not just Trinidad and Tobago, the Caribbean also, through, you know, the different bodies of CARICOM, right? One of the things in Trinidad, especially in Trinidad, is our logistics hub, right? We have excellent access to both North America with direct sailing uh, and direct air uh, free cargo and to Latin America and to Europe. So we have direct access to these, right? Uh, shorter transit time, direct transit time. But also, you know, that, that will help move product a lot faster to different markets. But not just that, in terms of our logistics hub, in terms of our electricity costs, in terms of our, you know, our technology that is available here. We've seen that, you know, we have probably one of the lower uh, energy rates in the Caribbean that has helped keep that competitive edge for manufacturers, you know. So there's a, there's a number of factors that help, you know, even uh, in terms of our, our irrigation setup, you know, access to water, our access to, you know, capital also, it has helped, you know, promote that internal attribute. That, that logistics thing is a big issue because when we looked at working with other companies in some other countries, having that, being able to send products to foreign markets is a massive, massive thing for, for manufacturers and processors here in the Caribbean. And when you don't have that direct access, it adds so much cost to your final product. It makes it not competitive. 
Now, what does the TTMA do to help grow businesses in other countries? So I need customers in other places. You all do like trade missions or? So I, I, actually, there's a, a trade mission actually is going to happen at the end of April, beginning of May uh, to the DR. And that's one of the missions that we do. So, you know, through the TMA, every year there's a number of trade missions and exporter booster initiatives that, that, that happens that occurs. Uh, so I think right now, I think uh, there's a, a trade mission every two to three months, I believe. And I could be wrong, but I'll verify. And what that does is that it helps connect uh, manufacturers and members of TTMA in Trinidad to different countries in the region, both internationally and regionally, but also helps connect in the right industry, in the right manner in terms of, okay, so a lot of times, you know, we take a survey during the course of the year to understand, you know, what are the needs that comes out from, from the membership? And then we, we craft trade missions around that. So like right now, that, that one is going to happen to DR. We've had one, uh, some trade missions in collaboration with Expo TT and different bodies. So like Colombia, uh, Panama, there's one going to happen to the US, to Miami. Then we had to Grenada recently, you know, so different uh, trade missions and help connect guys to different markets but also connecting you in the right manner to what is a good mix for your business also. Now, on these trade missions, um, like I've read some of these things. Um, what exactly happens? Because I've seen you all taking people into like supermarkets, or I see you all taking people to like distributors, or like well, what exactly happens when people go on a trade mission or manufacturers go? So on, on the trade mission, well, first, you know, what we try to do on the, on the trade mission, before, you know, we actually depart from trade mission, We've already had, you know, TTM have already worked with different personnel to understand all the persons that will be attending at, at, at a foreign country. So, for example, at Grenada, you know, they went through the, the different bodies in Grenada, the ministry. And, you know, we had a full setup of different manufacturers in Grenada, different distributors in Grenada, you know, persons who are willing to invest or, you know, people who try to understand the, the industry. So, you had a number of businesses already set up there. That we were connected to and then we had a little brief understand what these people do in their business you know the different types of business and then that helped the manufacturer the membership and ttme how do you connect because there are a lot of guys who have products who probably just looking for a distributor so you know we are connected to the different distributors in that country they'll have able be able to have a conversation with them understand if their product is the right mix for them you know or if they will get the right visibility through that distributor and then there are different uh money membership looking for you know new products understanding what product they could purchase uh from these different countries so you know it helps connect you to that direction and then it also helps in terms of a lot of guys already exporting this country to understand what is the visibility or that branding that takes place like in supermarkets or in stores that is there in the country but also understand hey through those walks and judos you know maybe we can add a product here maybe our product have a fix here you know Maybe they only have one type of ketchup or one type of mustard or one type of pepper sauce on their shelves. You know, is there an opportunity to add another one that will give them, you know, a competitive advantage in that market? So, you know, it, it helps connect to, to those different setups, but also helps understand what are the opportunities also in, in those markets that we work with. So how do we better get into those markets? When our products go to other countries, when 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 you take people on trade missions and you take people with with our, our products, what's the reaction you see from people in other countries to to products here manufactured locally? Is it world class or is it does it need to be done or what what, what people think? World class, my friend, world class. You know, I tell you, and 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 your product is just one of those great examples of that, right, Judy? World class, right? Sweet potato fries come out of Trinidad and Tobago. Beautifully cut, beautifully packaged, of a high quality, right? I mean, there's no doubt about quality, they're world class. Then you have guys doing pepper sauce, you have guys doing all the different condiments, you have guys doing snacks, the different types of snacks, world class snacks. You have guys doing ice cream, ANG has been innovating on different types of ice cream that we're seeing everywhere, right? Uh, you know, I've been, I recently came back from a, a business travel trip in, in Miami, and then you go to some of the supermarkets. And in that supermarket, you're seeing pretty much everything. You're seeing chief curry products, you're seeing Gertie's pepper sauce. There's, there's a, a number of Trinidadian products, Caribbean products that are on the shelves here of world-class standards, right? So we are producing world-class uh, products. 
but we have to continue to innovate, continue to develop that, right? Because the world is continuing to innovate themselves. So we have to ensure that we also grow with the world. Right? World-class products from here, world-class. Really, you know, I'm going to ask you something, yeah? If you had an unlimited budget, what would you do to help improve the manufacturing space and specifically for agro-processors with manufacturers in general? What are some of the things you would want to implement with an unlimited budget here? So the first, first thing, uh, maybe three or four things I would like to do, but the first thing I would like is how do we help educate our people right, to new technology and innovations in their business for better yields, better production, or better type of processing. So for example, you know, just a simple thing as crop rotation, right, could help understand in terms of soil management. And, and that sometimes is just a simple thing. It doesn't require much investment, right? But understanding, okay, you know, maybe we do a, a, a six-week term crop here. You know, maybe the next one we'll do is probably probably a six months, but a different type of crop to bring back, different types of nutrition, et cetera. Nutrients into the into the soil with all chemicals. I mean, so simple things that the first thing I think I will take as is education. Understand how we do that. The second thing for me is technology. How do we add technology to the industry? In terms of how do we implement you know technology for better processing in terms of making it uh, faster, better, cheaper, so it's at a more affordable cost at the at the end game, right? But also, how do we make that into a world-class setup? How do we understand, okay, if how we, when we process through a process, the byproducts that come out of it, could we use the byproducts on non-products? Could we, could we use, like, for example, maybe, an, just an example, out of when you, you know, manufacture through sugarcane, the byproduct, you know, you get molasses. But there's different agricultural products that you process here that we could use the byproduct for other things, maybe creating, you know, uh, clothing through something, or maybe, uh, you know, animal feed, or maybe even creating a, a totally new product of maybe creating plates of cups from, you know, fiber by product. Different things that we can create that we have zero wastage from a product, zero wastage. And each part of that, you can turn into some revenue as you go forward. So, so innovation. And the third thing is that, for me, um, how do we add overall, in terms of how do we better manage our Space one in terms of space, land, and and what is available. How do we upgrade those type of things? But space also in terms of how we work with different bodies here to, to promote that. In terms of how do we encourage more people to in, to get involved in the industry? How do we incentivize more people to enter the industry? How do we help incentivize people that are already there to make a better living for themselves, but also to promote new people coming into the industry? I, I think those are kind of my my, my three things in the beginning. Of, how do we get that going? I mean, I, I'd agree with you there. I think those are the things that are really needed. Um, but there are some things in place already, I, I believe. I know TTMA okay. kind of helps drive those decisions as well. Okay. You know, coming out of COVID, you know, a lot of people were complaining that their business was on a decline because they couldn't get raw materials. Or you're starting to see from manufacturers, you're starting to see things normalize a little bit. So yes, yes, we are seeing some level of normalcy back in the market in terms of uh, availability of products, um, raw materials. You know, we've been even seen freight rates come back down to some level of normalcy, right? You know, uh, so it's uh, not just availability, but affordability also is there. Um, I do think it will take some time still to get back to that pre-pandemic setup. You know, I, I probably another uh, six to six to twelve months. You know. You know, we we have seen some bumps in the road. You know, this issue with you know the war of Russia and Ukraine has affected it. Uh, us in a sense. You know, Ukraine produced a number of uh, you know we go on different things that help the entire world go forward, right? So we've seen a shift in those type of things. So you're gonna see a little you know bump in the road as we go forward. But we have seen improvement in that where there's a level of normalcy of raw material availability back in the market. Yeah. You said the war in Ukraine. Has that really directly impacted the manufacturers? Eh? Yes, I, I do believe so. Because uh, see what happens that you know when uh, one of the major manufacturers in the world, uh, agriculture producers, you know they go on a shutdown. You know everybody starts to look for alternatives, right? And you know the uh, the bigger eight or the big eight as you call them, they have the financial ability to buy and store and hold, right, our products. And, you know, 
we as Caribbeans may not have that buying power as the rest of the world, right? Uh, so we've, we've seen challenges sometimes, you know, I know have quite a number of customers normally would purchase five to 10, uh, you know, containers of legumes at a time per week. And that has come down to one and two, just because, you know, the availability has been there where a few of the, you know, big eight have been buying, paying a premium price to store and hold. So we've seen little things like that happening in the market. Mm. Rudy, I, I, where? I, I wanted to ask a question because someone posted a question here on our WhatsApp. And don't forget, guys, you can call me as well, 627-322-3625-2257 or my WhatsApp number, 306-1065. Rudy, someone wants to know how can they join TTME and uh, if if there's any criteria for them to join. Well, yeah, it's all up on the, on the TTME's website. Uh, we have a, a, a tablet that will give you all the uh, requirements to, to become a member. Um, and you can go through that and then... You know, simply put that into there, and, and TTM will get a response back to you with all the different criteria. Simple process, you know, not too difficult at all, but there is a, a, a certain requirement, just, you know, because you like to understand the right tip with the TTM. But yeah, right. everything is right there. TTM website, I have that. Huh? Right, it's, so it's, uh, it's more or less you yeah, just so. go onto TTMA website, and uh, you would see the, the, the instructions on what you can do. So I hope that information will be able to help you. Just go online because we just go online for everything, right? Yeah, go yeah. online, type in TTME, and you would see how you can join or be a member. I apologize. I don't have everything. Right here. Sorry. I, I, but I, I can help you because we, when we joined, it was easy. When we went on the website, we were given a form. They asked the basic information, like what's the name of your company, where you're located, type of industry you're in, and your major products, and the size of your company in terms of number of employees and based on that they have uh tiers for applications for different size of companies and that's it you send in your form and they contact oh. you back very quickly and you, you pay a nominal membership fee and mm -hmm. you're a member well okay. uh, they they continue with another message they were like um well he don't have any i don't have any companies as yet but i am thinking about starting my own company can i still join before yeah. Yeah. but before so, Another problem as well, and there's also contact numbers on the website. So it's ttma.com. You go on there, and then under, there's a few tabs on the top right-hand corner. Mm -hmm. Underneath that, there's one called membership. You just go underneath that. There's one, you, you drop down, it has joined TTMA. You click on that, and there's a few different uh, tabs you can use. There's an application form, basic reference letter, template, different links. Mm -hmm. And there's also a contact number there. And you can also call and have a conversation with someone at the TTMA admin team that can help guide you through that process. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Rudy. I hope that answers your question. Guys, I know we have to jump on a break in about two minutes, but don't forget you can call me 627-3223-625-2257 or you can send me a WhatsApp message on 306-1065. Judy? So, so coming out of the TTME, um, I kind of want to know, with the changes that we're seeing with the electricity rates how has the membership responded and what has ttma been doing to to be that connection between the membership and and the ministry that has the air yeah so you know um through the ttma and, and the ttma we have formed a committee that is managing just this particular issue with the increase of rates right and uh, I know very recently they also had a, a in-person meeting with a number of members of TTMA and uh, memberships who wanted to join. Sit with the RIC, and you know we had a lengthy discussion, a very in-depth discussion, but understanding you know you know what is the increase, how is the increase going to affect not just manufacturers but everybody at Trinidad, right? Because it's going to affect everyone. So you know there've been a number of discussions on that right now. I know they're going through an exercise right now with TTMA. You know to understand how that's going to affect each industry cost related you know a, a few factors that we've put in there just yet you know and then we're going to put that together and then we're going to have another uh discussion around with rc in terms of how we look at moving forward is right um i think the key right now is kind of to have open dialogue open honest dialogue about how it's going to affect all of us you know we understand that you know there there is something are increased to come but you know there must be some dialogues on how we all sit together and manage, manage that together because, you know, if you look at it sometimes, you know, just, you know, 
and we've seen the electricity be the power cost has been one of our biggest you know competitive advantage as manufacturers in, in as we see in Trinidad. You know, and we need to be very you know careful in terms of understanding how how we manage that competitive advantage. You know, is that going to you know give us a, a disadvantage now back in the market or you know different things. So they put it together uh, some some context on that. And then we will share that, and then we will also share that back to the membership. And I will actually probably very much be, you know, for the public also. Be. But I know they've been working on it. And we've had quite a number of meetings already, both internally and with the IRC and with the, one or two different bodies on how we go about doing this together. And, you know, I think probably in about 30 days we'll have something again forward. And I could be wrong on that date. Maybe <laughs> Maybe less. It's just about 10.46. Before I jump on the break, I have a call. Let's see who is there. Hi, good morning. You're live. Good morning. Hi, morning. Um, you know, anytime I hear the word innovation in, in Trinidad and Tobago, I get worried. I mean, if we are making something, can't we just buy the machines, buy the raw material, create the necessary efficiencies and so on and in, in, in the various... Um, the various attributes of the process and um, sell the thing competitively, make it good and sell it. When I hear innovation, I I kind of get worried about what we have done in Cultia and we just have faith um, instead of doing good business sense and then things start to fall down and whatnot. I, I, I don't know if that kind of innovation we're talking about or if there's something new in business that we are going to create or you know from the time you start to put a twist and a turn to the beaten path you 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 run into all kinds of risk um, i don't know what you make of my comments thank you all right thank you so much and first of all thank you very much for sharing you know and i i do appreciate you know being very open about that and i tell you for, for me I, and i think Innovation is, for, for me, doesn't have to be anything grand. Innovation can be very simple things, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I've seen that happen, right? And, I, and I, when I say innovation, it's, it's sometimes it's the small things that make a big difference, right? And innovation on a product could be simply, let's say, for example, we have a product and we can innovate in terms of the type of packaging. Maybe we look at instead of using air fill bags, we use a vacuum seal in the innovation. Just so that we can have a longer shelf life of that product, you know, and, and, and that in itself is a big innovation, right? So, innovation could be little things that can improve your overall business in terms of understanding your product itself, right? Uh, and you know, sometimes I know Julie might help me here in terms of understanding like things like when you vacuum, see sometimes you add uh, probably an additional two to three months sometimes in your product shelf life, and that can give you a little more time on the shelves for people to purchase different things, right? So it's little things like that, you know, even like, you know, understanding maybe I could go to a, a, a process facility where I could cut the cost of, you know, reducing my overall uh, cost of to, to, to probably cut, wash and chip. So it's not even on my own. So little things like that is, is innovative, is innovation for me, you know, in my mind. How you, is it is the little things that lead to that big change? Yeah. 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 You know, I, I, I see innovation as a spectrum and, and innovation could be as, as we see sometimes real simple. Hmm. something that's just a small improvement that that improves on a previous process or innovation could be a paradigm shift that creates something totally new and spectacular and totally sure. totally yeah. different so i mean uh, the the entire spectrum i think is very very important and and needed at all levels mm. well guys let's take a break when we come back it's much more right this is freedom 106.5 fm where you speak your mind carry vina company and we are talking about agribusiness innovation with Jody White. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. Talk, talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com. Welcome back. This is Freedom 106.5 FM, and we are in agribusiness innovation with Jody White. And we have a special guest, Rudy from TTME. How are you doing? Welcome back. Good morning again, guys, and thank you for having us. Rudy, I have a question here. The proudly TNT logo. I've been seeing it on certain locally manufactured products. Like, what is that initiative about? You know, it's, it's, it was an initiative to understand, you know, how, how we bring back pride and, and how we identify with the quality and the standards of the type of product that we produce, you know. Uh, and 
image that's created a nice campaign around that to help bring back that you know that sense of identity and and, and that sense of pride in our products out and also you know it helps easily identify quality products right so it was just you know it was an initiative uh the tpm reform to kind of help promote and you know bring back visibility back into that market of what you know we manufacture uh, here in trinidad today so, so is it that only members could could get that logo on the product or is it that it's open to the public or how does that work so you know i i know every member who manufactures has that uh, that setup but again you know Feel free to reach out to us at TTME, you know, have a conversation, I'll be more happy. TTME is, is, is about inclusion, right? And, and don't get me wrong, you know, sometimes you're not a member, that's okay. You know, pick up your phone, give us a call, have a conversation about it, and I'm sure there's a lot of synergies that we all can work together. So just let us know, man. That is something we're looking because it's not just about TTME, it's about Trinidad and Tobago and the Caribbean. How will be better for all of us together? So, you know, just let, let us know, give us a call. You know, sometimes you all work in the background there, and when I say that, when COVID was at its peak and a lot of us manufacturers had to close, I think what the public didn't realize is that the TTMA actually rallied with their COVID response and actually helped with mass vaccination centers and helped develop some of the workplace policies. You know, Rudy, you were around for that one? Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, and, uh, and Julie, I was so proud of our team, right? Uh, everyone at TTMA pulled together, you know, we, we, we recognize that, you know, this if we didn't come together and do something at the time to help, then you know we could have seen a negative impact on the trend and trend on the economy, right? And uh, you know, through the TTMA and the board and its, its membership and our, our team, I mean, everybody came together and we did. Uh, I think one of the largest, uh, one of the larger uh, vaccination drives at the Diwali Nagar. You know, it was headed up by our president then Trish, Mr. Trisha Kusal, and she had a team around. I think the first day, the first weekend, we did close to five thousand vaccinations at that site, all run by volunteers of our membership and our team, all volunteers. And I, I think we did that for four weekends in a row, and then we did different centers throughout. In total, we gave up, I think, close to 15,000 vaccines uh, through that setup. But also, I think what also happened is that the guys, TTME also lobbied, you know, through the government uh, to have policies that where we were allowed certain manufacturers, manufacturers are allowed for certain times, through different frameworks, uh, you know, ensuring that the right policies were adhered to, that they continue to manufacture at a small scale. So, you know, they, they were able to get special passes to, to drive to and from work. You know, they had special hours that they could operate. So there was some level of continuity going on in the industry through safe practices. I'm gonna let you in on a secret. <laughs> when COVID had hit and there were questions about how much food did we have access to in Trinidad? I was one of the manufacturers that actually got a message saying, listen, we want to know how much stock do you have? How much cassava flour do you have? Just in case we don't get wheat in Trinidad, we want to know what is the situation of the stock. And that actually came through through the TTM via the ministry. Yeah, yeah. And that's it, right? We, we, we have to come together and plan, right? Uh, more important, because we, and we, we had to plan for the worst. Yeah. We expected the best, but we know if we put out, if we all came together, we could get things moving. Out, you know, and that's it, right? Exactly what you did said there, there Julie TT. We were just, you know, one understand how we disseminate information, how we gather information, and then how we use all of this to make good decisions that will affect all of us positively. And I think that was the key on how we run that. You know, Rudy, we come in towards the end of of the program. What's your forecast for for the manufacturing industry and specifically what do you think is going to happen in terms of agribusiness in Trinidad? So, you know, for the manufacturing industry, I think we are we are on the right path. You know, uh, we had a policy uh, where we wanted to double non-energy exports uh, between 2020, 2020, 2020 and 2025, right? At the time, I think we were doing about uh, I think about three, three point five billion dollars in export, uh, and we wanted to double that to about seven billion by twenty twenty five. Uh, I think we're on course right now in twenty twenty three. We are at about five point nine eight billion. Uh, we've seen uh, eighteen and nineteen percent growth respectively in that industry. And that, and when I say manufacturing, non and non energy exports, that also affects agri agri processors. So you know we've seen where TTMA have come in and how they've helped you know, create 
policies and how we've helped uh, business development grow to get to that stage, right? I think, you know, what we will see coming out in the next year or two also as we go forward is that how do we help small manufacturers, how do we help small businesses understand international markets, understand, you know, international best practices, understand how do you enter international market, what are the type of requirements that they, they need, you know, labeling, uh, you know, to the back of the labels, you know, you see all the nutritional facts. How do we, where do we go and test our product to get that thing? You know, so the, the, the ideas are truly came in. How do we the guide and develop and, and, and help work together and how we promote those type of things. But also, I think a big part also would be about how do we help develop policies that would benefit manufacturers and processors in Trinidad and Tobago to do more. Uh, you know, how do we have access to better grants? How do you have access to the grants? But how do you do your application? What are the things that you require to get these grants? You know, so it's a true both education and policy building. I think we will see some more of that going forward. Rudy, as we come to the end, how can people follow the work and the information being sent up by the TTME? How can we view it? Well, yeah, uh, you know, there's the TTME website. There are, we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram also. You know, feel free to follow us on any of them. We also do have a, uh, we have a daily brief and a weekly newsletter that goes out. You know, feel free to uh, send us an email to TMA. We'll add you guys to that link also, that newsletter as it goes out. And, you know, there's through all the social media platforms. Feel free to, to follow us and, you know, there's updates throughout. There's new things and we also send out these, uh, these email blasts when there's new updates, new policies, anything new that's happening. Feel free to add your name to that email list and we'll have those shoot out to you every time. Rudy, thank you so much. This brings us to the end of agribusiness and innovation. We appreciate you being here and letting thank us you. know about the work of the TTME. Mm -hmm. First of all, thank you very much, Carrie. Thank you guys very much for having me. It uh, was a pleasure. And uh, no, I spent an hour on Facebook with you guys. Fantastic. <laughs> so, thank you so thank much you for joining us. I hope we well, have then. you here soon again so that we can talk more about this RIC. This, yeah, I, I really want to come in. I read, you know. <laughs> that young man and Judy Abbott, just let me know. Everyone has to have this session. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Rudy. Thank you, Jody. Thank you have a great day. All the best. Cheers. Same, same to you. Thank you, everyone. Take uh, care, Carrie. All right, Jody. Bye. Talk, talk, talk. Is streaming at freedom106.5.com.